0: Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com This week we read Parashah Beshalach, and in the book of Shem Mishmuel we are given a beautiful explanation of why the Jewish people had to travel in the desert through the day and through the night and it says that God had miraculously taken the Jewish people out of Egypt and he showed miracle after miracle for them through their whole time in the desert till they came to the land of Israel. It was a complete miraculous existence. And we see that during the night they went with a with a pillar of fire, which provided them with light. And during the day they went with a, a cloud, a pillar of a, cl- a pillar of cloud, to lead them safely through the through the desert without a being uh, burned by the heat, by the sun, it was a protection for them. So here we see that it says in Shemot 1321, God went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them on the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to provide them with light so that they could travel by day and by night neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night departed from the people so we see here this is a it's really it's it's curious to note that the, there's an emphasis in 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 the need that the Jewish people had to travel during the day and during the night like if we would make a journey in the desert or we would make a journey in the in, in, in the jungle or something usually people stop during the night they, they put a tent and, and then they go to sleep and then the next day they, they continue but here we see that when they were journeying because there were times in which they were uh, not journeying they were staying in a place for a few days sometimes a month uh, and they would encamp uh, for a certain uh, period of time but most of the time, when they were journeying, they did it during the day and during the night. And so, it says in the in the Torah, by Rashi explains that it was 120 mil, which one mil is an ancient measurement, which is approximately one mile. It was 120 almost miles from Ramses to Sukkot, and this is the first stage of their journey after the, the, the exodus and they came there within an hour, like it took them only an hour to go from Ramses to Sukkot and it was all, 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 almost 120 miles, like I walk three miles eh, sometimes and three miles I know it's 45 minutes, one mile takes me 15 minutes to walk at a fast pace. But here we see it took them one hour to come from, from one place to another, which is nothing. And, and the verse says, and I bore them on eagles' wings, and I brought them to me. So it should be clear that they did not need to travel at night. It was not something that it was needed for them to come uh, faster to the place they needed to come to because they did it very fastly. Hashem made a miracle for for them also when they were traveling and the time was shortened for them. They came Something that would take them a day to get there, it took them an hour. So we see clearly that this is not the reason why they had to journey during the day and during the night to be able to get to the place they needed to get uh, faster and uh, and so so we see that they reached their destinations and it was really a miraculous way in which they traveled. And, they, and so the question is what is the purpose, what is the function of journeying in the dark, what was the whole purpose of them having to travel during the night? So we know that from the from the moment that Moshe goes to Pharaoh and, tell him, and tells him to, to please let his people go and he starts negotiating with him through the temp- Plagues to allow the Jewish people to go. From here, we know that there's an ultimate purpose in the exodus of the Jewish people, in the redemption of the Jewish people from the from the Egyptian exile. And the, the, the purpose is when you bring out the people, uh, the people from Egypt, they shall serve God on this mountain. This mountain is referring referring to Mount Sinai. So we know that the whole purpose of the Jewish people being redeemed from from um, from Egypt was to come to Mount Sinai receive the, the Torah and be be slaves to Hashem if you want to see it that way or, or serve God that was the whole purpose of our redemption from Egypt so we see here that there are three there are four distinct phases to the Exodus process uh, culminating in Matan Torah and it says I am God and I will bring them out from the burdens of Egypt I will save them from their slavery, and I will redeem them with an outstretched arm and a great judgment. And I will take them for me as a people. So we know from these four stages that in um, in Pesach, in Passover, these four stages are alluded in the four cups of wine that we drink during the Seder night. So one of the first cup is, I am God and I will bring them out from the burdens of Egypt. The second cup is, I will save them from their slavery and I will redeem them with an outstretched arm and great judgments and I will take them from me as a people so each one of these phrases is uh, is alluded in, in one of the cups of that we drink in Pesach and halagically you can drink wine between one cup and the other like f- between the first cup and the second cup you can have more wine between the second cup and the third cup you can have more wine but halagically the Shulchan Aruch says that it's forbidden to drink more extra wine between the third and the fourth cup. It's not allowed to drink extra wine between the third and the fourth cup. So we know from here that the purpose of the Exodus was to facilitate Matan Torah, to facilitate the giving of the Torah. So the interruption between the third cup and I will redeem them with an outstretched arm and a great judgment it cannot be interrupted with the fourth cup which says and I will take them for me as a people because what it is is like it's giving you the purpose for the whole exodus and you cannot interrupt uh, these two phases because then it's not like a continuous thing so from here we learn that uh, that this means, what all this means is that the 49 days between Yetzirah Yetzirah's Mitzrayim which is the parting of the Red Sea and Matan Torah had one purpose and that was to prepare the Jewish people uh, for the big event that was the giving of the Torah at Mount Sinai. So the entire journey of Klal Israel had not only a physical function, but it also had a spiritual function. And, uh, and it was a, a religious quest. It was to help them uh, develop as people who were not slaves, that they were not had a slave mentality. You know, there's a saying that says you can take the Jew out of Egypt, but it's very hard to take the the Egypt out of the Jew. It's easy to take a person out of prison, but sometimes it's very hard to take out the prison out of the person's mind. And this is what these 49 days Uh, represented between the parting of the Red Sea and coming to Mount Sinai to receive the Torah was that. That was a a moment in time in which the Jewish people were being prepared. Egypt was being removed from their psyche so they would be able to have a free mind to be able to choose to receive the Torah. Because if not, they wouldn't have been eh, able to receive it. They would be still, their mentality would be still a slave mentality. They wouldn't be able to receive it. So we see here that without traveling both physically and spiritually at night, as well as by day, this sequence would have been interrupted and they could not have reached the level necessary for their divine encounter. So we, we see from here that traveling by day and by night also was part of of the preparation for the Jewish people to be uh, mentally, physically, spiritually uh, prepared to be able to receive the Torah. It had to be both during the day and during the night because the Torah emphasizes that God led them through the desert by day and by night to indicate that their development was a single uh, uninterrupted great journey. So it was one whole thing and we learned from there that the, the the idea corresponds to Allah which pertinence to the Zephirats HaOmer like between the second night of Pesach and the uh, and the Shavuot we count the Omer. And what is the counting of the Omer? It's for 49 days and it's we count every day one of the Sefirots and it's a combination of sefirot like one day we count the week of kindness of hesed and then we do hesed shebe hesed hesed shebe geburah, hesed shebe tiferet each one of these combinations is like a chiropractic adjustment of the soul that allows us to be refined enough to be able to come and receive the Torah uh, eh, eh, on Shavuot today in our days because the Jewish calendar is not a linear calendar, it's a it's a circular calendar, so the energy that we live during these 49 days every year, or the energy of Pesach and the energy of Shavuot it's recreated every year, like the energy that was sustaining the world during those days in which the Jewish people were exiled from Egypt, is recreated during these days of um, uh, even today. It's the same energy. So we take advantage of that energy and every year people count the Omer and they're refining their their their, their attributes, their emotional attributes, they're being refined to be able to come again and receive the Torah anew. Because the Torah is not something that is from yesterday or 3,000 years ago. The Torah is very relevant today. It's so new today as it was 3,000 years ago. So every time we receive the Torah it has to be felt like it's we're receiving it for the first time so we we see here that the days of the Omer are a time during which we emulate the desert experience of our ancestors and prepare ourselves for our personal revelation on Shavuot as such the days must be uninterrupted and there is another aspect uh, which is interesting to the continuous journey of Israel, in the symbolic terms of the counting of the Omer, is that if you miss one day of counting the Omer, it's then it's done. You even if you keep counting, it's like you miss the vote because it has to be something that is continuous to be effective it's not like I counted today and yesterday but tomorrow I forgot You know, it, it doesn't count, it, the mitzvah doesn't count, like you can still do the whole thing but the mitzvah is not counted and we learn from here also uh, that the night it's a time in which it, it's darkness, it's a time that symbolizes obfuscation, It's a, it gives us uncertainty, time is dark, the, the night time is a dark time, like we get tired, we want to go to sleep, it's not like a productive time of the day and, um, and the, during the day it's the other way around, the day is bright, there's um, intellectual clarity, we're ready for the day, we're we're ready to do whatever comes in our way so but anyways in life it's the same th- thing sometimes we have times in our lives that look like nighttime we have years or months or, or days in our lives that look like nighttime. They look like uncertain. They look like what's gonna be next. I don't know what's gonna happen. And, and we have these feelings of, of fear and uh, anguish in in our days. So these are compared to nighttime. And the day is when we see everything clearly. We're connected to God. We we know what we have to do. We're going with our purpose. So in life we have night and day too in our. In our lives. So what the Torah is teaching us here that the Jewish people travel, travel both at night and day, is that we always have to go. We should always be in the go. We should never stop in our journey in life even if we're sleeping we cannot stop we have to continue If we stop for a moment to go and rest is to get energy to be able to continue it's part of the journey the sleeping is part of the journey it's part of that of, of the continuity of the journey and the journey of Klal Israel in, in, in the Torah really is the journey of every Jew in their life it, it's the same thing so the faith of Klal Israel was very, very strong. This is something that was unbelievable to see because if we remember the Jewish people, when they came out of Egypt, they were in their 49th level of impurity. Like one more level, and they would be gone. And, they, and nevertheless, they left. They left Egypt. The Jews that left Egypt that didn't die in the in the plague of the of darkness because the. the the plague of darkness was a plague in which it became very, very dark, and the Jewish people that didn't want to come out of Egypt died, because there was no purpose for them anymore. There was not a purpose for them in life, so they were, they, they died. So the people that left Egypt really were the Jews that had complete faith in Hashem and they were ready to go. They didn't even know what they were going to eat. They didn't know where they were going to stay. Imagine if I tell you, tomorrow I'm going to take you to this place, pack your bags. Yes, Margie, but what are we going to eat? Yes, but where are we going to sleep? How are we going to get there? I don't know, I don't know. Hashem will provide, Hashem will provide. Would you follow me? But nevertheless, these people followed Moshe with complete faith. They went out of Egypt, complete faith. And we see that they, that it was a time in which these Jewish people who were, two days before, in a very low level suddenly rose up to a huge level in which they were almost compared like prophets. They were like prophets when they came to receive the Torah. So so we see here <clears throat> that the journeys in the wilderness, even those after Matan Torah, even after they received the Torah, were a great taste of faith for Klal Israel. And in Parashat Behan Be- 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 the Torah tells us that the desert camp always proceeded and halted according to the movement of God's directed clouds. And the Sforno comments on these verses that the message conveyed is one of complete dedication to God. And they stayed at a place whether they liked it or not. It's not like I'm taking you to to the Caribbean. You're going to love it. Or maybe I'm going to take you to a very poor neighborhood and you're not going to love it. They didn't choose where they went. They had to be there. Even if they liked it, they didn't like it. That was irrelevant. They just had to be where they had to be and they and they used to travel also in short notice like they were encamping and suddenly Moshe would come and tell them okay get get up put everything together we're going Hashem says we have to start going and they did it without complaining for 40 years they did this with no complaints so we see here that all of these journeys demonstrated that Klal Israel had a, a complete mesirat nefesh, a uh, self-sacrifice and dedication to their mission, and they followed God into the promised land. So we we see here, to finish up, that that it is known from the Kabbalistic text that the 42 stages of their desert journey correspond to the special 42-letter name of God. There's a name of God that has 42 letters. It's in the Anabekoach prayer. And while this is obviously a complex issue, it certainly indicates that the 42 steps or the 42 journeys should be viewed like the name of God as a complete entity. And it says, the Kabbalah says that every person has 42 journeys in their lifetime, which also spell the name of God that has these 42 letters. And so the whole desert experience was intended to be indivisible each day and each night in an unbroken 40 year period enable Israel to reach their full potential and be able to enter the land of Israel so in our lifetime we have 42 journeys each one of us we all have them and they're there designed to bring out the best of us to make us the people we have to be and it's something that is necessary for us here and sometimes we travel at night and sometimes we travel a day so we just have to know that God is with us at every instant at every moment guiding the way paving the way protecting us and in this way we will merit the true redemption of of the people of Israel so I wish you a blessed week and remember live a little higher thank you